Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 176, the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. On this episode, you'll get a live trail report as I guide one of our guests deep into the second largest canyon in Arizona, the Sycamore Canyon. A waterless creek bed, harsh environment, rarely any trail markers, how did we cache water and where, get ready for a live podcast right from the trail, and what happened to our bodies in such a dry environment that normally doesn't happen on the trail. You want to hear this podcast. This is really super important. We had a blast. We had fun. But boy, was it tough. You can always join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come on, hang out and become a part of our community. So we're going to get kind of right into it. Ariane is off uh guiding the other half of our group. We're coming to you live from Sedona, Arizona, and literally five miles from the beginning of Sycamore Canyon. We're right on the edge of the canyon. And Ariane is guiding half the other uh, group into a section called Parsons Trail. Um, it's actually Parsons Spring, it literally an oasis in the desert where water just uh, miraculously bubbles right out of the ground. And so they're going to go do an overnight out there. While uh, Becky Wenger and I went out, I guided her on a trip earlier in the week deep into the canyon. And we're going to talk about that. So it's good to be with everybody. I'm we're glad to be back. Uh, we needed uh, a couple weeks uh, to get and re-energize our batteries, which we have. And I cannot wait to share this live recording uh, with you. Uh, we did it while we were hiking, right on the trail. Um, our thoughts, our feelings, was it hard? Was it easy? What was the conditions of the trail? All of that on episode 176, the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon. So we are here at the Dogie Trail. Uh, at the very edge of the Sycamore Wilderness boundary, we took 525C. We got up at about 6.30. Scott got out of bed at 7. <laughs> and we're all here. Uh, Becky and myself and Ariane. Uh, Ariane is seeing us off. Ariane's got to take the car back. But we're here we are. We're at the doggy trail. It's around, what time is it? It's about 8.30ish, uh, maybe quarter to 9. 8 o'clock, 8.30. 8.30, and uh, the Doggy Trail is approximately 5.6 miles in. It's the only trail that crosses the canyon. So it's an old ranch trail, and the reason they call it the Doggy Trail is get along, doggy. And they used to ranch. They used to take the cattle back and forth on this trail. So it's very historical. You're actually going to be on a cowboy trail, like back, all the way back from the 1800s. So pretty excited. So, so normally what we do is we kind of give the rundown um, on what is going to happen. We're going to stop for water breaks. We're going to stop for food breaks and snack breaks. Um, this is a place where you have to conserve water. We've coached Becky as much as we can because <laughs> Becky's a drinker. Yes, I really like my water. <laughs> so, um, and in this point, um, it's a whole different type of 
uh, trail system because there is no water where we're going. Um, we're gonna cache water and hopefully we'll have water on Wednesday night. Tonight we're gonna go to a historic cabin called Taylor Cabin and uh, it's beautiful, sunny. It's supposed to be like in the mid 70s, it's supposed to be in the uh, low uh, 50s, upper 40s. So we're gonna have some really great weather. We're very fortunate this time of year. And um, so hike your own hike. If you feel like you wanna go for a little bit, go. Okay. Um, just stop. Um, it's gonna get confusing down by the creek. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of Karens down there and you're in a dry creek full of rocks. Got it. <laughs> so it can be very camouflage and, and it can get kind of confusing. So um, when in all doubt, look for footprints. Okay. Um, and if you, you know, feel like you want to, if it gets too confusing, just wait. I've got the map. Um, so um, just, uh, you know, we'll take it slow. Uh, should take about six, five to six hours to get there. So you all ready? Yeah. All right, we're taking the doggie trail. Here we go. Bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just entered the boundary into the wilderness area. Uh, clear sign, it's actually a newer sign that says it's Sycamore Wilderness Canyon or Sycamore Wilderness. There's a cattle gate that you gotta open and then close. Uh, I would say the trail is probably about 100 yards uh, away from the parking area. Um, it climbs up. Uh, the one thing about the Sycamore Wilderness is this, is that you have a lot of horse riders, ranchers out here. And so uh, one backpacking trail isn't really always a horse's trail. And so you have a lot of spaghetti out here. So a lot of trails go uh, kind of zigzag. They cross each other um, because there's horses out here. So um, you kind of have to look for that. You have to look for footprints, but Becky and I are standing at the cusp uh, of the wilderness boundary looking into the canyon. And quite frankly, we're not even looking into the canyon yet. <laughs> this is just uh, high, eleva high elevation. We're going to scoot down. I think it's all descending from here. And uh, our next stop is the beautiful dry creek of Sycamore Creek. <laughs> So we've done, uh, I think about four miles of the doggy trail. Um, it's nice because the shade really, uh, really cools things off for you. So uh, when you're in the sun, it's starting to get a little warm, but you drop into the shade, take a break, and it really feels like it's about a 15 degree difference, uh, which is another benefit of hiking in really dry, dry conditions. But uh, we see Sycamore Creek, it's on the left-hand side of us. Uh, this is kind of where the fun starts to uh, happen once we get down to the creek, uh, trying to find the trail that crosses the creek. Uh, I haven't seen too many Karens out. A lot of them are knocked down on the trail. Uh, the trail conditions are are good, but it's all loose gravel. Um, it's it's it, Very little of it is where it's compressed uh, sand where you can really make some time. It's slow hiking because it's, you know, it's just all loose gravel. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it's, it is starting to get a little warm outside and, uh, we're, we're about four miles in and, uh, got another mile and a half to go or so, um, to get to the Sycamore Basin Trail. So we have made it to Sycamore Creek. And uh, 
about another maybe, I don't know, maybe three quarters of a mile to go before we get to the trailhead. We're at about 4,200 feet um, in elevation. Uh, there are um, quite a few nice campsites um, before you get to the creek and you actually start crossing the creek on the Dogie Trail. So if you ever come out here in the winter time and the creek is flowing and you can't cross, there are campsites so that you can turn around and go back. So we're really, we're really descending at this point, I'm trying to negotiate all these boulders and loose rock. And, uh, but the nice, the good news is it's, we're in the shade right now. It's about, oh, it's almost noon. It's about 11.40. Uh, we thought we'd actually be at the trailhead by noon. We're running a little bit behind schedule because it is slow going. I mean, I would have liked to average two miles per hour, but you know, with all this loose rock, uh, you know, it's almost impossible to do sometimes. So we're a little bit under two miles an hour, but uh, we're entering the creek. We're about, we're about to cross, and uh, I will show you a photograph on this uh, on TrustedTrailPodcast.com on this article. So you get to see the, the, the dry creek. Here we go. So we finally, after a very grueling, very grueling day, we made it to Taylor Cabin. Uh, we're camped kind of in front of it uh, right now as we speak. Uh, the sun is setting. It ended up being a beautiful uh, day. We even got a little relief from the sun. It got a little, uh, got a little cloudy there for a minute, which was really super nice. Um, but we, ha we have to admit, I mean, Becky and I are going to be full front uh, honest with you. We're beat. We, we are, we are tired. That was tough, but very rewarding. <laughs> um, I think there was. I think I counted maybe ten, uh, like drainage hikes that and then when, when i talk about drainage i'm not talking about like a little tiny drainage i'm talking it's like almost a deep canyon that you have to go down cross and then climb back up and i counted almost 10 of them and uh they those were that was the grueling part um you know i've, I've done this trail before you know you just kind of lose count of how many there are i counted them this time um and i think that was the thing it's like every time we thought we were kind of down in the creek and you know we were kind of on flat land um there was just another gigantic down and then climb back up to the point where we were done our last right becky we were down oh yeah yeah we almost didn't make it and then decided that we had to be close. So with sheer will, we kept going. But yeah, we basically said, Scott was like, one more of these and we're just going to find a place to camp. And luckily there, there was just a little bit of a down. And then... Well, and then Becky goes, I think I found a flat spot. We'll camp here. Well, that was the trail marker <laughs> <laughs> for Taylor Cabin. So uh, it was really cool. Um, and I had written myself... Um, like old notes and you know I mean these go back all the way from 2008 and sometimes I don't really know what I'm saying and I was so tired I go Becky read this <laughs> yeah. like make sure make sure I'm not delirious <laughs> and uh, but no it was a great day um, 
you know, it was hard. It was, I, I would say on a, a scale of one to 10, this probably for me was definitely uh, a high eight. I would say yes for me too. For a trail. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, um, and I've done it before and it's still, you just forget. And at some point in time, you're just like, oh my God, when will this end? But it's very beautiful hiking. We're down in the creek bed um, of Sycamore Creek. Um, this is approximately the area where I kind of got lost um, in 2008 the first time. And it was just, it be I'm, I'm just blown away on how close I was to Taylor Cabin. I'm so close. And the mistakes I made and just the, you know, been, probably hiked another 20 yards and would have seen Taylor Cabin. I'm like, I camped right there. So, um, no, we found it. We're gonna get up really early in the morning, um, get some sleep because we have a long way, about eight miles uh, to hike tomorrow. And uh, we've got to climb out of this creek bed. Yeah, we were averaging one mile per hour. So we know that uh, <clears throat> once by the time we get out, that'll be three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about the Sycamore uh, Wilderness uh, <clears throat> Trail System is that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's slow hiking. It is slow hiking. So you can't really, uh, you can't really count on your average uh, normal hiking time. Um, and so we got here like about 3.15 and uh, we were able to set up and um, got to see Taylor Cabin inside. We are not gonna get the wood burning fire going tonight uh, because I think Becky and I are gonna go to bed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think we're gonna bed at six o'clock at night. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, we're having a great time, you guys. Yes. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll let you know tomorrow, tomorrow what's going on. Yes. <laughs> So it's about uh, 9 p.m. Um, we're all up uh, in our tents. Um, I actually brought the tarp tent, um, which I love. It's the tarp tent contrail. Uh, it's old. It's been around for a long, long, long time. Um, but <clears throat> it kind of does a job. It blocks the wind, kind of keeps it a little bit warmer. And uh, definitely protects you from little crawly things. And there's a lot of little crawly things in the desert. Uh, so um, I am actually sleeping under a tent. Um, but it's the tarp tent. Uh, the contrail, which I um, can't say enough about. I think it's, this, this could be its last trip, though. Um, we uh, It's probably in the mid-50s. It's probably going to get low. It's probably going to be in the mid-40s tonight. Um, I've got an 18-degree sleeping bag. Um, cause it does get rather cold out in the desert, uh, especially in November. Um, and I've got, uh, well, I've got a base layer on, I've got a, the REI base layer. It's a long sleeve shirt. I've got the Arteryx, um, mid layer. It's a soft shell. And then I've got my Eddie Bauer 850 fill goose down jacket on. Um, and I'm pretty toasty. I'm, I'm kind of like halfway in my sleeping bag. I'm sure that'll change by the end of the night. Um, and there is kind of a good breeze going on right now. So uh, it gets cold really fast. I mean, really, really quick once that sun goes down. So, um, but yeah, the stars are absolutely beautiful. Um, Becky and I both were out and we were uh, able to see some, uh, some shooting stars. I think there's a meteor shower going on right now. And, um, so we were able to see a few of those guys come down. Uh, I mean, the stars, the Milky Way is so bright. It's, I, it, I, I can't even explain to you it, how, how beautiful 
being out here with absolutely no light pollution whatsoever on a cloudless night um, and it's a new moon so um, it's absolutely absolutely beautiful um, and so uh, we're getting I think this is about it we're gonna hit the bed I just wanted to let you guys know like yeah it was a hard hike today but the payoff is good I mean it's um, you know you have to work for this kind of stuff you know when you come out here and you know we're you know camping next to a national historic uh, landmark um, on the historic registered list got to see inside and you know see how someone lived um, in in 18 in the 1800s this was a real ranch people really lived here they had cattle and um, you know this was they got around on horseback and you know I, I can't even imagine what kind of life that was like um, and to camp in it and around it and kind of feel it and touch it um, it's really cool it's it's actually really really um, uh, very special that we're here um, and uh, tomorrow we've got some more other big things in store so here we go so we left Taylor cabin this morning um, a little bit earlier than we did uh, our first day um, although not that much earlier uh, about 8 a.m. Um, the Sun was already starting to come up uh, it was definitely light enough to pack up all of our gear get ready we had no problems doing that we had no um, we didn't have any kind of critters any wildlife come and ransack our stuff uh, which was which was pretty cool um, and then we we hit the trail um, we wanted to get up early because we knew that we were going to have a hard day um, the, the the actual trail uh, between Taylor Cabin trail and Sycamore Basin Trail coming out to the trail junction of Dogie Trail uh, where we intersected from is I can only say is how. <laughs> yeah well I think it was maybe close to supposedly three miles ish but but I think we did it in about three hours again a little under. Yeah we yeah. did a little under three hours so that means we we're doing three we we're doing one mile per hour and it it's not so much hard hiking well i'll say this the the rocks are so loose that you're never really um were we ever actually were our boots ever actually hitting the ground no they're just hitting not. rocks yes and so it's like you're, you're constantly 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 negotiating these rocks these boulders um and they're big rocks they're not like small pebbles and so um i think that's what takes a really long time and the uh there there aren't a lot of switchbacks out here it's basically just down a tributary up a tributary um sometimes you'll run into a switchback but not very often um, and it just takes a long time and so we wanted to do we wanted to try to average a little bit better than a mile an hour to get to the Dogie Trail intersection where we first came in and um, we barely did it. Mm -hmm. We barely made uh, a little over um, a mile per hour. So we had a really good day. It was a long day of hiking. Um, there were times that it was really, you know, we were, we were feeling it, man. Uh, the sun came up, um, started getting hot. Uh, we were very lucky though at peak 
sun time we had a nice breeze that came through the canyon so that was really fortunate but it's still as hot hiking when you're when you're hiking directly into the sun even in november um and so regulating our body temperature was really super important taking a lot of breaks which also takes a lot of time away from the trail um you know we would find a really nice big uh shadow on the trail and um, we would stop and we'd have a break because it was like 10 degrees cooler uh, behind or in the shade uh, the tree. So, um, so we made it. We made it all the way up to the trail junction uh, 66, which is the Packard Mesa Trail. So we are out of the canyon officially and we're on top of the Mesa where trail number 63 and trail number 66 uh, join that's the Sycamore Basin Trail and the Packard Mesa Trail. Um, so here's the gig. Guess what we found today? Water. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, so we had cached water, um, and uh, we knew exactly where the water was going to be. We went up there and we had water because, in reality, when we got here, I had only had I had less than a liter of water left and maybe a half of liter of some electrolyte mix uh, with water, and that was it. Um, and we still have another probably, I'd say five and a half miles, maybe five, five and a half miles to go to get to the Parsons Trailhead. So, and it's all Mesa, it's all, it's all sand, it's all hot sun exposed, and there's no way you could do this trail without caching water. No. Yeah, there, there's absolutely no way. Um, one of my biggest lessons on this particular trip, because um, I'm new to backpacking, is water consumption and the ability to take a little plastic water bottle, 16 ounces, and to be able to ration your water and just drink that, you know, on top of the hour or make sure that if you need to split it up that you're only drinking, you know, half um, you know, on top of, of the hour and just knowing how much you have throughout that hike so that you know that you have enough by the time you get to camp so that you don't get into a dangerous situation. Yeah, so the way we did it on this trip um, is that we know that three liters of water is 100 ounces of water, okay? So uh, pretty good math there. So then we know that a bottle of water is 16 ounces of water. So then we just divided you know, 100 by 16, and that tells you how many 16 ounce bottle of water you're allowed to bring before you're out, Yes. before you're done. And so if you divide the bottle in half, that's eight ounces of water. And so you can do the math pretty quickly on how much water you can drink, how much water you're gonna need. And um, there's just absolutely no way, you can do Sycamore Wilderness Canyon for a one-nighter and just bring your water and head back out. The problem is, is that if you want to see some really cool stuff, there's just absolutely no way you can do a one-nighter. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to see much. And you're probably not going to see the canyon. You're not going to be in the canyon. You'll be on the outskirts of the canyon. Um, and so therein lies the dilemma with Sycamore Canyon is that you've got to cache water and you've got to... You know, um, when we cached water, um, Becky and I both walked to our cache and we had three liters of water each. 
That's yeah. six liters of water that we had to carry up and Ariane had to carry up. Ariane actually cashed the water for us. Thank you, Ariane. Thank you, Ariane. So much. She's like an angel right now. Yes. And uh, so that's the that's the gig. Um, we Our trail route was Dogie Trail off of 525C um, to the uh, Sycamore Basin Trail, but we went to Taylor Cabin, so we went probably four miles away from where we were gonna go just to see Taylor Cabin and that historic beauty. And then we doubled back on Sycamore Basin Trail, past the Dogie Trail, all the way back to the Packard Mesa Trail. So um, it was a slow day getting out of the canyon. Um, I guess the other takeaway too, Becky, would be um, the canyon isn't always easy to follow the trail, is it? <laughs> no, it is definitely not. Scott gave me the the go ahead to kind of go go ahead and kind of navigate, see what I could do. And yeah, at one point yesterday, I got us off the trail. <laughs> Some of those Karens are not well marked uh, at all. And sometimes um, what looks like a trail just kind of veers off. And I think I ended up following kind of where there had been a mud you know, a mud patch or something as opposed to an actual trail. So Scott said, make sure to look for footprints if you can for, you know, the few that do venture out here um, and then look for Karens. Um, so yeah, we ended up um, learning the great lesson of, you know, uh, topography maps and being able to pull that out and then orient ourselves from there, or rather Scott did. And then we got ourselves back on trail. So, the, and, and the thing with the, with the canyon like this is that because it's a dry canyon, when it rains, it floods. And so water goes everywhere. And so the water in and of itself makes a trail. And so, you know, you you come, you can, you come upon like this, uh, what you think is a trail because it's flat it's pushed down, it looks like a trail, but yeah, that's just that's what, just what a flood did. <laughs> and so we weren't really far off um, at all. Um, Becky and I were hiking, and all of a sudden, Becky says, um, there is no more trail. And there wasn't, we were in the middle of a field. Yes, this is correct. <laughs> just in the middle of a field, <laughs> one of the few fields this place has. Yes. And we looked around and we're like, yeah, okay. So we kind of like looked around a little bit and we pulled out the topography map or the wilderness map and we knew exactly where we were. We could identify it on the map and we just kind of turned left and I'm like, I don't know, what was it, like 30 yards of May? Yeah. Not, maybe 30, we maybe not far there off. and we hit the trail. Yep. Um, and that was the benefit of knowing how to read a topography map is knowing where you are so you can find the trail again. But you know, I mean, that's the Sycamore Canyon. I mean, it's like trails everywhere. Um, Becky hasn't even seen the worst of it yet. We still have to go through the Packard Mesa, which is tomorrow, and that is like horse country. That's where all the horses just decide to make their own trail. So there's like, it's a, it's spaghetti mess out there. So we got that to, to do tomorrow morning, which will be fun. Um, last time I was on it, there were Karens on it though. So okay. we'll, we'll see. It's hard to, it's hard to not deviate from that, uh, that part of the trail, but then we, we hiked back down to the canyon uh, to uh, to really Parson Spring, uh, kind of where the canyon kind of dumps out, um, and it's over. That's that's the very tip of the southern half of uh, Sycamore Canyon. So it's been a really good trip. Uh, we're going to cowboy camp tonight. Yes, we are. Right under the stars. No light pollution. No tent. <laughs> Hopefully, it's too cold for the scorpions. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, and just kind of enjoy, just kind of our, enjoy our last night out here. So we will uh, we'll finish up and we'll uh, give you a summary uh, when we get back. Bye. Bye. So this morning we got up uh, early and we started hiking really before the sun got too hot because we knew and we know that we're going to be hiking directly into the sun today. Uh, we got turned around a little bit when we came out of our campsite. Uh, we come out of the wilderness area and then we go back in of the boundary and uh, there's just trails everywhere. Horse trails, hiking trails, cow trails, and as I'm walking right now, there's a cairn to the left of me, and about 20 yards away to the right, there's another trail and another cairn. It's really, really easy to get turned around out of here. Uh, sometimes the trail is just non-existent, and you're just on a flat, sandy, dirt mesa, and uh, it's a... Uh, you just gotta watch where you're going. So we're heading down. We're starting to make our way um, down, uh, back down to Parsons Creek. Uh, at some point in time, we're gonna see the trailhead, and it's a very, very steep climb down. It's uh, it's gonna be all rock and boulder, and we I think we dropped down oh about 1,500 feet in less than a mile. Uh, so, uh, but right now, the unfortunate thing is when we can make up some time and we finally have a flat, hard ground to hike on, it's basically stopping and trying to negotiate the trail, uh, every, every hundred yards and, uh, you know, making sure that we're, we're going in the right direction. So, uh. It's kind of frustrating a little bit, uh, but that's part of the canyon down here is uh, the uh, diversity of the, you know, the ecological system, the way that one minute you're on hard sand ground, next minute you're in thick red dust and sand, and most of the time you're hiking on big gigantic boulders and rocks and loose, uh, loose uh, sandstone so uh, it's very 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 diverse <sighs> okay we are we're going straight down now and uh, we are on number we're on trail number 66 it's called the Packard Mesa Trail and that goes right down into that goes right down into Parsons Trailhead or Parsons Spring Trailhead Parsons Trail it connects to it and uh, uh, looking down, I can see that there may be water down there. Uh, all the fall colors um, are peak in this little area of the canyon, uh, which which is weird because you know you fight so hard, you fight so hard for water up here, and conserving water, and then last. The last hundred yards of your hike, uh, you have to cross. You have to cross into water. 
uh, which the first time I did it was raging and I had to take my backpack off and lift it up over my head. Uh, but it looks like there's water down there. This is a steep climb down, but I can see the trailhead and uh, but I'll tell you what, when you hike down here, that sun is directly beating on you. I mean, it is directly beating on you. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this uh, and uh, do a little summary report with Becky, and uh, we'll get back down and uh, and we'll. Uh, We'll talk, we'll, I can't wait to see how high this water is that's down there. Uh, it's incredible that there's water down here after all this, after all this hiking. But uh, that's Parsons Spring. That's a natural spring that comes right out of the, right out of the ground. So, okay, oh, about another half a mile to go. So we finally finished the trail and uh, Becky and I are sitting in her car in, in uh, somewhere between Sedona, Arizona, and Cottonwood. Uh, we're not that actual far from the entrance to the Dogie Trail uh, where we came out. Uh, it was pretty spectacular um, coming out. Ariane uh, met us with Gatorade, and uh, it, was, it was a pretty epic moment for us to... Uh, you know, actually finish, uh, the trail. So, um, so Becky, what, like, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what did you, you know, what did you get out of the trail and what are your kind of like, um, I guess, final thoughts on the, on the whole trip? What did you get out of the trip? Oh my gosh, so much. It was absolutely epic. It was my first backpacking trip in this type of a climate and there was such a variety, even in the desert, of green and colors and even the terrain. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for me that I was had to be more intentional about every step that I took because, A, I either had to make sure that I was back on trail uh, following the Karens or footprints, but then also being mindful of all the loose rocks in different areas. Um, so that was one of my biggest takeaways. It's just really being in the moment and just making sure that I'm staying focused to what I'm doing in that moment. And we were talking a little bit of, uh, last night uh, as far as, you know, the scenery um, in the canyon that it does not disappoint no matter where you are. And, and you know, we were lucky enough to be in the lower, lower um, parts of the canyon. We were in, in a dry creek bed about as low as you could go. And, uh, you know, then we get all the way up, up on top of the Mesa, um, looking back into the canyon and no matter where you are, um, it's, there's just always beauty around you. I mean, there's always something to look at, even when you're in the canyon, um, you know, it, you, you don't realize, um, you know, what a small, uh, entity you are in that canyon until you get out, out of the canyon, see how big it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, every way that you looked in different times of the day, it looked different, like the color of the actual mountains um, in the canyon. 
And it just, I just kept looking back and there was sort of this feeling of sadness of, oh my gosh, I'm coming out of the canyon, obviously need to get to more water. Uh, but it was just kind of exactly what you said, Scott, that feeling of like being so tiny in this massive wildness. Yeah, I, that's how I, I always think, of, you know, there's two places where you are insignificant um, in backpacking. To me, it's always been the Grand Canyon and it's always been the Sycamore Canyon because you're just... You know, you're, you're, you're a little tiny little person in a really gigantic, vast, um, natural development on this earth. And, um, you know, that took billions of years to make and, uh, you're somewhat, uh, you're really not that important in the Canyon as far as the Canyon is concerned, yeah. you know, it'll eat you up and spit you out in a second. Uh, so what, what would you say your biggest takeaway, um, from the trip was? I think I talked a little bit about it earlier, uh, but just really the water, having to manage water um, and also just manage energy in general. So every now and then, you know, we would be on the Mesa and even though the sun wasn't super, super hot, it just still takes energy. At least for me, I prefer colder weather hiking. I do better in colder weather hiking. So for me, when I would find the shade of a tree, it literally felt like it was 10 degrees cooler. So making sure that I'm being mindful of water intake, taking breaks when it makes sense to take breaks, and again, just kind of managing that energy, making sure that I'm on trail and not deviating too far from that. And one of the biggest things that I think both of us, um, it happens to me each time, and I don't know why I don't remember it, um, but I don't. Um, was the food. And how would you describe the difference between going backpacking regular? I, I, I don't want to say regularly because everything is different, but how would you describe the food situation when, um, you know, after, after two days in the Canyon, what did, what, what food lessons did you learn? I definitely did not want my beef jerky. I think I had like one bite and I was like, this is dry. This is, this is hard to chew. Why did I bring this in the desert? So I would definitely get rid of the beef jerky. Having saliva to chew your food is quite important. It's really important. And you don't realize how important <laughs> it is until you don't have it anymore. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> yes. I do have to say though, the dried mango was clutch. Like it was, especially when you don't have the luxury of getting to drink water whenever you want. It's like, I just, I need something in my mouth to try to keep it moist and be able to actually chew and have saliva. And it was, it was satiating. Like I felt like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm drinking. I'm not really not. But then it also, you know, it has, um, what's in it that just gives you more energy too. The electrolytes. The electrolytes. And yeah. you know, um, and for me, I hardly ate any of my food. In fact, I ate all my snacks as um, dinner and lunch. I, I did have a sandwich, um, but that was the first day. And then after that, I, you know, um, talk a little bit about, you know, the app, your appetite and how much it just suppresses your appetite to where you want to eat. You're just not hungry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I came out with half of my food and I'm an eat. I like, I love food and I still had second dinner, but it was also just a reduced amount. It just, 
part of eating and what I really realized is I enjoy sipping water or drinking water as I eat my food. And I just, you don't get that luxury. You only have so much water. So I ended up also kind of eating more of my, my snacks, um, some of kind of that heavier, thicker <laughs> food, like that beef jerky definitely didn't have any of that. But even in the morning, I actually had Pop-Tarts. Um, but there was a point where I couldn't even eat the ends because my mouth was just so dry. I couldn't produce enough saliva to actually like swallow the Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And, and for me, like I, you know, I had brought specific, uh, dinners. I did not eat them. Um, I ended up, you know, the mango was clutch. The dried mango was clutch. I have to say that that was just a, just such a refreshing um, little snack when you're on the trail. It was just a really kind of a happy snack, so it made you happy. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to say that um, probably uh, the uh, the pickle juice that I brought, um, I actually missed the pickle pops that we were um, buying for such a long time. We haven't been able to find them for a while. Um, so I did buy like a literally uh, a small bottle of labeled pickle juice that they're now selling. And um, I didn't really get what I wanted to get out of that. So if I find the pickle pops again, I'm definitely buying the pickle pops. Um, you know, um, and the Werther candies, putting the candy in my mouth to create saliva, that ended up just making dry mouth a caramel flavor for me. <laughs> um, so it didn't really create saliva for me. Um, and I couldn't eat them. I mean, I just, it just was like, okay, it's now it's a dry piece of candy in my mouth. Um, but the Lifesaver mint candies, they, they yes. did the trick, yeah, they um, did. which you would think that that would be the opposite, but you know, they, they worked much better than the candies did. Um, but yeah, again, it was like back to what I knew and what I always go to when I go in the Canyon, it's the banana chips. Yeah. It was the... Uh, the Slim Jims. It was the pieces of cheese. Yes. It was just the basic snack foods that, you know, I bring all the time. And those actually ended up being my meals. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you just, I just didn't have an appetite. So, yeah, I would say both of our appetites were completely suppressed. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. had a force feed sometimes. Yes. You know. So, what, um, so with your food... Um, in, in that aspect, um, it's probably safe to say that you and I probably could have reduced, um, a ton of weight. Yeah. On oh, absolutely. Yeah. How much of your food percentage wise did you bring back with you? Probably 50% of it. Yeah. I really think, yeah, it was about half. Mine was about 70%. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, I think the food thing, um, the climate, uh, when we tell you to plan and prepare, um, and know where you're going to go. Um, we can't stress enough about the climate. Mm -hmm. Um, and in this, in this particular case, Sycamore Canyon, I would say it was a hundred percent of the climate that we were backpacking in that created, um, the largest percentage of how we ate mm -hmm. and how we were able to. And one of the reasons why is because we didn't have a saliva. 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't have the water to really get to make coffee. Right. And I usually eat oatmeal. I enjoy that in the morning. I, you know, I, I couldn't save my precious water to even make, you know, oatmeal. So it really was coming up with those foods that our saliva producing. Yeah. You know, we're making water choices out there. Yeah. You know, yes. what, you know, and it ended up in the end when we did get our cash and we did get our cash of water. Um, you know, that was, I think, the one time that we were able to finally like, um, maybe, um, spoil ourselves a yeah. little bit, I guess, with the water yeah. because, you know, we are like, okay, well, you know, we have 5.6 miles to go or six miles left to go on our hike. Um, you know, we had water, we knew we were going to get there and there was going to be water waiting for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course the irony always is, is crossing Parsons Creek where, you know, you're making water choices for three days and then you get to the Creek and you're like, what? Why is there so much water here? <laughs> yes. And we end up backpacking in the water. Yes. Up to our knees in the water. And it's it's just, it, you know, it's kind of frustrating in a way that, you know, you know that water is at the end of your trip and it's, you know, you can never touch it. Yeah. It's like water you can't <laughs> touch until you're done with your hike. Yes. Um, so I... <sighs> You know, I think between the climate and, uh, you know, go, you know, backpacking in a dry canyon and in your food, um, I would say that there was a direct correlation to all three. Absolutely. And there was even a component um, I forgot to mention earlier where I had like electrolyte jelly beans. Um, Ariane had mentioned something previously uh, or prior to the trip just about, you know, trying to balance your electrolytes with your food and, you know, your water. So, you know, we had the electrolyte tablets, which were really great. But then again, like the dried mango, um, I, I liked those sport jelly beans um, and different things that had amino acids and other things so that you could just continue to kind of feed yourself that as you started to feel depleted. Those sport jelly beans were really good. Yeah, they um, were. And, and I probably in hindsight would have brought a lot more of those. Yes. Yep, you know, and, and actually mm -hmm. kind of put those in my mouth as I was hiking and and did away with any of the hard candy yep. um, whatsoever. Yeah. I probably would have also brought a little bit more of the, um, you know, the, the sausage, the pepperonis, mm -hmm. the cheeses, uh, prop, maybe string cheese a little bit probably in hindsight would have yeah. been a lot better. Um, and I think uh, the next time we go in, I would probably reduce my food weight probably by half. Yeah. And not so much worry about cooking food and and really not so much about having quote unquote meal times right um instead like when i'm hungry i eat yep yes that's you know a good call. and when Absolutely. i'm not hungry i'm not gonna eat exactly and not be slave to all right we're at camp at 3 15 right we need to eat between five and six right and just completely throw that number out because i don't think it's relative to this hike i 100 percent agree because, yeah, your body will tell you when it's hungry. Yeah. There were times where we were like, okay, maybe a little bit further, but, yeah, my body's ready for, like, Which is food. tricky because yeah. on this trip, your body's lying to you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so your body's not going to tell you yeah. when you're hungry. Your body's going to say you're not hungry. And then you're going to realize, I haven't eaten in two days. Yeah. Why am I not hungry? Um, yeah. And I think that's the trick bag, and I think that's why I would not plan, like, um, regular meals. Yeah. I would take a lot more, um, 
a, a lot more snacks yeah. that I could make into a meal. Yes. And when I say my body will tell me when it's hungry, what I really actually mean is why is it taking me twice as much energy to keep moving? My body needs energy. Right. That's when, even if you're not hungry, that's like, oh, I need to feed my body. It needs energy. Right. And yeah, we ran out snack. of energy twice. Oh, yeah. Oh, Two yeah, days in a row. We had 315. Oh, we were done. That was it. You know, we had, we, we had, we started backpacking normally around 8, 830. Um, and we, we didn't take a lot of, we took a lot of mini breaks. Uh, but they were like maybe 10 minute breaks, the longest 15 minute break. We broke for lunch, maybe 20 minutes at one point in time. Um, but you know, basically, you know, you're, you're, you're walking and you're hiking and you're, you know, you're carrying the 35 pounds of weight. Um, and what, what, what was your pack weight again? 36. So 36 and mine was what? 34.7, 30 yeah. point something like that. Yeah. So, you know, you're carrying that weight and you know, um, and then not to mention the fact that, you know, I would say 80% of the entire hike is you're, ro you're hiking on some sort of stone, rock. Mm -hmm. um, it's not level ground. Um, it's not hard ground. So there's always loose uh, yeah. shale or loose rock or loose river rock underneath you. Um, not to mention the fact that the ups and downs, um, I wouldn't say are, 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 are really steep. I wouldn't even say that they're really hard grades. But I would say that you're almost uh, at some point in time. It's, um, uh, you know, the the loose rock. It, it's you know every step is you're negotiating every step. You are, yeah. and so it's really slow. I think the whole uh, time we were there, we averaged uh, for the three days of backpacking, we averaged one mile per hour. Yeah, yeah, that was a little surprising to me, to be yeah. honest. Yep. Yeah. So that, you know, so, you know, our last mile, mm -hmm. you can see the trailhead. You can see the car. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's only a mile away. Um, and we're there an hour later. Yeah. That's pretty much how it was. It really was. It was extremely uh, inspiring, motivating, and highly aggravating. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we were in direct sun. So it made it hot and uncomfortable. Uh, and then next thing you know, before you know it, um, we're, we're in a Creek and, um, you know, we're wet, Yes, which is so crazy. It wasn't, it was cold. It, it was, was cold. Really cold. It was refreshing though. It was, so it was really nice. So, so anyway, yeah, it was a really good trip and, um, uh, you know, Sycamore Canyon never really disappoints, although you're going to have to work for it. It's oh, a yeah. lot of work. It is. It's a lot of work and, uh, um, you know, I'm glad you went. Me too. You know, yeah. um. We, we told you earlier that um, you are in an elite club Yay. of people that <laughs> have gone into the canyon mm -hmm. and have successfully come out of the canyon. Yeah, that was the goal. And um, <laughs> uh, not a lot of people go in there, let alone see a um, 135-year-old cabin, yeah. which in and of itself is really cool. Yes. And uh, one of the very few places you can play inside a uh, national historic registered landmark mm -hmm. um and uh and of course uh, see a ghost in your food bag i did oh so, my gosh so which is a whole <laughs> other story uh becky seeing 
a ghost in her food bag. Now, why was it in the food bag? I don't know. Maybe I was hungry. We didn't see any snacks that were missing it from the food bag. It should have been beef jerky. I was like, ghost, I, you're I gonna know, be in there. Right? Just take care of that. It's heavy. Just how come eat it didn't beef jerky? Eat, well, how come it didn't eat the food we didn't want? Exactly. Yeah, I hung yeah. my I hung my food bag purposely so something could get into my food bag. <laughs> So like you can have it. I mean, I I'm not gonna eat this stuff. So you Do can have whatever favor. you want. Yes. Um. And it was really it was kind of e e eerie because there's so much wildlife in the canyon. Mm -hmm. Um. But because conditions are so dry right now, um. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of scat, uh, a lot of uh, coyote, and a lot of um. Uh, fox. Yep. And uh, we even saw some scat we couldn't identify. Um, but yet it's eerily quiet. It really was. In the canyon, isn't it? It's eerily quiet. And yet the sky, we were so lucky to see a bright, beautiful sky. I have not seen stars like that in years. There was no light pollution. No. Shooting stars. No. And basically the Milky Way was so bright, um, it was, it was almost creating light down yeah, in the canyon. It was. That's how bright the Milky Way was. So yeah. it was, it was really beautiful. So I'm glad you got to go. Yes, me too. Um, you, we've definitely earned our patch of, of surviving Sycamore Canyon, yes. which they should make somewhere. They we should. should be able to get a patch for that. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really had a good time uh, going down there with you. So thanks for going. Thank you so much, Scott. Absolutely. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to show some love, go to TrustTheTrailPodcast.com and click on our merch link. We have partnered with Teespring and have created Trust the Trail Store. We have coffee cups, T-shirts, hoodies with all your favorite sayings. Embrace the Suck is our biggest seller so far. Also, make sure you go to TrustTheTrailPodcast.com and sign up for our specific emails about trips, meetups, events, blog posts. We give a lot of information in uh, our monthly newsletters that we really try to put out um, between the 1st and the 15th, somewhere in and around that area, it always, of course, depends on if we have internet um, in that specific location. Of course, shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. And thank you our patrons who help support our podcast. Kim Caverman, Brother Bear, Jill Lang, EJ Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Kathy Kinnison, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Busia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, and Rick Hornick, and of course, Jessica Wolfen, Ethan Corona, and Jordan. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. However, something new that I've just put on Trust the Trail Podcast page is a simple one-time donation button. So uh, we've gotten some feedback that, you know, the monthly subscriptions during these times may be a little bit too much of a commitment, but if you'd like to donate one time, uh, just go to Trust the Trail front page and click the donation button and you can make any kind of small donation that you would like to. It also helps support the podcast. And yes, we will mention your name on the podcast. Our podcasts are available on iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Radio now, all the big ones, all of your favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one, please let us know and we'll get one, we'll get on there for you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, because that's where we've posted some of our Sycamore Canyon photographs 
and Trusted Trail Facebook page. We have had a we have had a blast out here. Um, thank you so much for everybody that came out to Sedona, Arizona, and just had a great time. We've had a blast. Uh, I, I just so much fun. In fact, we were laughing so hard. Um, at our camp, we're literally camping in the middle of nowhere, by the way, we're off, uh, we're in between Sedona and Cottonwood, Arizona in a big, vast, uh, BLM land area with the Airstream. And so we created a base camp and there's ruins out here. We've going to see, uh, we've done some four wheeling out here and, uh, it's, it's just been so much fun, but we had so much fun. We were laughing so hard that people came from another campsite and said, you guys are having way too much fun. And they joined us. So it, it was it was such a good time. Thank you for to all the people that came out uh, for the the uh, Sedona Swimming in the Desert Oasis uh, meetup. Uh, everyone did get to swim. It was We had nice weather and it was a blast. So you guys, thank you so much for... Uh, you know, for, for coming out. It, it was, it was just a great, and, and we hope, we hope to see everybody uh, that listens to our podcast or at least meet you one time at one of our locations. If there's a location that you would like us to go to, drop us an email, drop us a note, and we'll see if we can make our way out there to you. We're going to be in the Arizona uh, state for the next uh, two months. We're going to be here for a minute so uh, please, if there's somewhere you'd like to go or just like to stop in and say hi, uh, feel free to, to let us know. Uh, as we found out, uh, Becky and I uh, definitely uh, found out this, this week in hiking the Sycamore Canyon that if you look hard and you look around and you're patient, the trail does give you everything that you need. So trust the trail. Bye, you guys. Thank you.